Blau, weiß sein Leben lang. Herzlich willkommen zurück auf Shark America. Welcome to episode 174 Shark America. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Joining me, as always, for this Victory Monday podcast after a loss on a Wednesday on the midseason review, Jack Mangan. A lot of qualifiers uh, <laughs> for this episode, apparently. But uh, yeah, hello to you, oh. sir. Uh, glad to be with you before we head into a uh, extremely extended Winterpause. Um, yes. Very strange setup, of course, with the World Cup starting imminently. Um, lots to talk about. Uh, happy to probably get a break from Schalke for a little bit. Um, yeah. which is usually the case, honestly, over the past couple of years, but, uh, yeah, a little bit longer of one. Hopefully we'll have some entertainment, at least in the meantime, with the world cup. Yeah. The Maya Yoshida world cup here. He may surprise us here, but uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, we're celebrating a victory Monday, despite the game with Bayern. Um, uh, we finally won and, and it's been a while. Um, obviously the two games, English Volga last, last week, I don't know how long ago it was, it felt so long ago, but we played Mainz. Finally got a win. Simon Toroto with a beautiful goal. Wonderful play by Crawl as well. Uh, and then, you know, went to Bayern. We played Bayern pretty tough. Um, it wasn't the 8 nothing game we were, some of us were fearing. Uh, we played, we held them pretty good for most of the game. Um, yeah, they were taking their shots, but we, we kept it tight. So um, uh, that's all we could ask. And I think it's been uh, the Rice experiment, the Rice management uh, hiring seems to be working off now. It's, it's in the two weeks that he's been on the team, there's been a noticeable difference, at least I've seen, I think, Jack, I don't know about you, um, between the way the team's been playing in terms of intensity, fight, and all that stuff. What, what about how you've been viewing the, the, the couple weeks of, of Rice so far? Yeah, I mean, results-wise, not much of an improvement. What, three losses out of his first four games? Yeah. But, you know, two of those were against top four teams uh, at the time in, in Freiburg. Uh, in in Bayern, uh, I think that the performances in those losses were uh, improved. I'm not saying that we were playing great football, but from an organization standpoint, from a structural standpoint, um, some things do appear to have been tightened up a little bit. We've seen some changes in terms of uh, squad selection mm -hmm. as well. Um, Crawl seems to be getting sort of reintegrated. It looked like he was going to be, you know, more of a player earlier in the season and then sort of fell out of favor, it appears, with Cromer for whatever reason. He's definitely been... Uh, a favorite selection of rice so far. I, th I think that's potentially a good thing for us. Um, yeah. And then of course, yeah, we, we broke the, uh, was like an eight game losing streak at that point against Mainz. Something we like said that, that we yeah. had a good feeling about the Mainz game on the podcast. So yeah. clearly we're geniuses now, but you, um, not me. nice to see. Oh yeah. I'll take the credit for that. Sure. Yeah. Um, nice to see Tarada uh, get back on the score sheet as well. It's something that yeah. we haven't seen a lot this season. And uh, it's a brilliantly taken goal from him, too. His, 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 I think it was his second touch on that was oh, just unbelievable. That steady touch. Um, you know, like poetry in motion, good stuff from the big man there. And uh, limited but present reasons for some amount of optimism, uh, you know, for the second half of the season. Yeah, I 100% agree. In the background, uh, we did promise the next Victory Monday that we would play El Waffle's hit uh, for the summer, fall, whatever you want, Frankie Cromer remix anyway. Um, yeah, it, it was a nice change of pace. I think seeing Crawl insert into the starting lineup was like, uh, is he the guy for us? 
but I thought he played pretty well in that game. And obviously that pass that led, that sprung to Rota, uh, especially the angle you see from the sideline, was a beautiful pass by him. And I think Crawl overall in the last two games, really, maybe three games, you're going to go back to uh, the Freiburg game. He's been pretty good. He's been, I think, him and Kraus are now looking like a formidable team because he brings that little bit of grit and uh, you never know what's going to happen with him. Uh, but it works. I mean, I think I think Kraus is probably the undisputed MVP of the first half of the yeah. season. I mean, yes. would you agree with that? I would agree. I would. Yeah, agree he's been he's been great. Um, uh, you know, Fl- Flick was okay, fine. You know, for most of his appearances. Yeah. Uh, once again, I'm not upset though to get Crawl um, reintegrated. He's somebody that kind of comes into the club with a little bit higher of a profile, a little bit more expectation, and obviously didn't look like he was going to be living up to that um, early on. Still has a long ways to go, I think, to actually live up to that. But once again, under Rice, some recent performances I think have been. Um, a little bit more promising out of what you're seeing from him, what we may see from him in the second half of the season. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, there was obviously talk between, you know, obviously Millet is another guy and Karaman, who guys who came into the squad and really took a while to adjust. Even though Karaman's been in the league before, uh, Millet not, not necessarily and Crawl as well. It took, some, it took them some time to adapt. And we've seen, at least with Karaman and um, Crawl, the, their performances have improved, as has Schalke. Um, and so I think it's, it's really nice to see. I agree with you. Kraus is the undisputed MVP of the first half. Drexler, probably a close second. Bulter had some influential moments as well. Um, but Kraus is certainly most uh, consistent of, out of the bunch. And then, hey, you know, I, I agree with you. Flick played decently, but now we're seeing Crawl has added an element to the game that made Kraus continue to look good, not better. But Crawl has added a, a element of defense and now offensive ability because he's making some runs, right? He had some good opportunities against Mainz. He had some uh, long shots against Byron. So, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully they can carry this. I mean, I think that he limped along into the into the, the break, obviously. He needed two months off, Schalke, that is. Uh, and so hopefully now Frank Kramer pretty much has like an off-season kind of to warm these guys up because not many of our guys are going to be involved in the World Cup. Obviously, guys like Yoshida and a couple other guys here and there. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, a nice change of pace there. Yeah, I mean, Yoshida playing in the World Cup, I think it's Kral, Kraus, and Shananoglu that also have national team call-ups, not to the actual World Cup, of course. Right, they're going to have right. some, sort of, some amount of um, duty uh, during the break. And um, yeah, I mean, listen, I think I think the Mainz game and some of the games recently are, are sort of more indicative of, of the level that we'll probably have to play at to find a way out of this. And that's that's to say, like, I'm not expecting that we're going to be able to, you know, consistently really compete um or beat teams you know in the top four um or whatever the case is uh but i think as long as we can do damage limitation against those teams once again not losing by a big scoreline to freiburg not losing by a big scoreline to bayern munich uh and then actually being competitive and picking up some wins against you know some of those more mid-table and lower table opponents such as Mainz that like we would expect um if we can do that that's the recipe that can potentially get us out of this now obviously we're gonna have to rattle off a decent number of wins. It's not going to be able to be a lot of draws, you know, and everything Like we're going to have to get some, some legitimate results. Uh, but like I said, um, you know, once again, I think, I think rice has, has done something. Is it enough? You know, who knows, but I do think there has been an improvement. Um, I'm going to take the opportunity. I think over, over this break, once some stuff comes on with work to probably rewatch a couple of these games with the early mm-hmm. rice area and get a better sense from what he's trying to implement. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think all eyes now at this point, just kind of turn to, the January market um, and the potential return of, of a number of injured 
players and then also, you know, what additional moves can be made, uh, you know, in the winter to uh, bolster this team in various areas of the pitch um, to try to, you know, make the difference and potentially uh, push us out of that relegation. So, yeah, there's a lot of spots you could you could look to that maybe to improve. Uh, one of the buddies of our show, Shalka Corner, uh, he came out with a tweet. And let's see if I can find it here about players he wants to see move on, players that he thinks that could uh, we should hold on to. Uh, and it's interesting there because I don't necessarily agree with what he what he wrote, uh, but it had an interesting list there. Um, yeah, I mean the, the obvious one you want to start with obviously is going to be in goal, right? Sholov. Um, he's made up for it in the last two games. I thought Byron, he was really good. And also Mainz, he was good. Um, when, when called upon. Um, but outside of him, I mean, he's been struggling most of the season. Uh, and that's, that's, it's hard to have a vote of confidence with him. And obviously, Fairman's been injured, but, you know, Fairman's around the same. And then, and the Hurricane, Hurricane, whatever the, the, the third striker, uh, third goalie is, it's question marks. And so we, I mean, I'd like to see improvement goal. I don't know about you. No, absolutely. I mean, I think when you look at what, I mean, this is not necessarily, there's different ways to interpret this, but uh, when you look at some of the underlying like XG statistics for Schalke at the moment, um, I, I think we have a, uh, like an expected goal difference of like, of like negative eight right now. Um, something or something crazy. So like, I, I think we've, we, we've been expected to, uh, I should say, we've been expected to concede like 24 or 25 goals, depending on which, you know, underlying data you're looking at. And we've actually conceded like 32. So you could argue that potentially some of that's a little bit of like unluckiness. And if, you know, that kind of regresses to where it would expect that we could actually improve our performances a little bit, not that 24 goals would have been a great, you know, defensive performance in the first half of the season, but it's significantly different than 32 and kind of at least puts us in the mix a little bit more. So you could argue that like that, you know, that could be on the horizon. The problem is it's like, why are we underperforming? The expected goals allowed, Mark, and I think I don't I don't know how how fair it is to attribute, you know, a huge chunk of that to the goalkeeper, but I think certainly some of that has to actually just be down to Shvalov conceding goals that do not have high XG totals associated with them. Whether it's you know some of his mistakes in the air that lead to like easy shots or like or yeah, just the times where he's been unsighted and somehow let something in that is from outside the box or the edge of the box through traffic, and, and yeah. once again is is not particularly a high high potential opportunity that somehow turns into a goal. So I, I think, I think Shvalov has made a lot of mistakes. Schalke have already come out. I forgot exactly when it was, but I think it was a couple of weeks ago, or at least if not more, where they already announced that they have no intention of, of extending Shvalov or trying to purchase him past his, his single year loan. Um, he's going to be returning to his, his parent club. Um, so, I mean, the fact that they're doing that before the midway point of the season, I think is also an indication that they're not happy with him. The question is, yeah. what can you do about it? Um, do you have confidence that Ralph Fairman is the solution? He's been shaky over the past couple of years, obviously a club favorite, somebody that means a lot, um, you know, despite his recent cake drama, whatever was going on with that. I mean, you know, all the stuff in the locker room is very silly, but, um, but do you have confidence that he's the one to do it? Likewise, do you give it to 21 year old Justin, you know, he or whatever his last name is. And just kind of, I mean, because we signed him recently too. I mean, you brought him into the club, you give him the reins, see what he can do. Um, I think the good news for us potentially about the Shvalov situation, uh, if we do like maybe we end the loan early, I, I don't think that's going to happen or anything like that. But despite the fact that he makes like two, two and a half million a year in salary, I believe he took a significant salary reduction to join Schalke to kind of like make sure he could get playing time. So I, I do not believe we're 
contributing anywhere near that amount to actually, you know, use him at the moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a conundrum. I think it's a huge issue. I think it's definitely been hurting us. Um, you know, our defensive issues in terms of the back line and the availability of those players is a whole other conversation. You need a goalkeeper that can at least, you know, make most of the saves you need to make, limit the mistakes. And uh, unfortunately, he's been adding to the problems for the most part rather than than helping our cause in any way. Yeah, that, that's a tough thing, too. It's like, you know, what do you do? We're limited with funds. The limited funds that we have, what is it, three and a half million euros? Where do we focus it on, right? And a, an area that many people will look to is a defense, right? Our defense, as we said many times, it's not Bundesliga level. It's maybe Saita Liga level. Um, granted, Brunner at times is very consistent. Um, the last two games, he's been more offensive-minded. He's been given that freedom under Rice. Um Matriciani's come on and gangbusters the last couple games. He's played really well. Can he hold that? I don't know. But that's, certainly the game against Mainz was the best game he's played ever. Ever. I mean, that was a pretty oh, good Oh, for sure. Yeah, him. he was he was actually legitimately very good in that game. Yes, yes. And that tackle he made at the Yena in the goal uh, goal area, that was fantastic. Um, and then against Byron, too, pretty good. Um, Yoshida, he's getting up there in age. He has the wherewithal as a veteran to know how to catch the runs and, and play the position well, but the pace has, you know, been lacking for him. When is Kaminsky coming back? When he comes back, I feel more confident because he's a ball playing defender. He's maybe not Bundesliga level. Right. And then, um, Seth Vandenberg, he played well before his injury. Another guy, Kalachik. I don't know if he's going to get any playing time. He's just a body at the moment. And then left back question marks. Oyan, who was the arguably an MVP last year outside of Toroda, hasn't seemed yeah. on par this season and then more who's playing out of position doesn't look that great granted against the last two games he'd been decent but again the back four is an issue for me and i probably would focus on the center backs but we have some guys coming back from injury i don't know when but vandenberg and kaminsky are going to be huge and then obviously hopefully yoshida can find a way to counteract that speed issue yeah i mean i think the center back issue at the moment is the most glaring deficiency in the squad but the problem is once again how much of that is just because the players that we have are below the level and how much of that is because the players we have are unavailable entirely um the vandenberg injury appears to be a little bit more up in the air there's really no definitive timetable for his return um or sorry i, I should say grimo i think sorry my bad grimo um, yeah yeah sorry grimo um there's no definitive timetable for his return I, I don't know if we should be expecting to see him until maybe like mid-spring at the earliest, honestly, is kind of what it seems like at the moment. Vandenberg is more likely to be back for, you know, the January training camp and like the friendlies, I think. Um, so getting Vandenberg back would be great because like, you know, outside of his, what I think is maybe his first initial appearance when he had been at the club for like a couple days and made a mistake, he seemed to be kind of rapidly growing into that position and, and doing yeah. okay alongside Yoshida. So I think getting him back will be big. Um, you know, as far as, Zijak or whatever his last name is. I mean, I don't, I don't have much of an opinion on him. I don't think we've seen a whole lot of him uh, so far. Uh, Kaminsky, I mean, like, what is going on with him? Like, his injury was a laceration, right, to the calf. Yeah, and he I mean, got surgery he... in September. And okay, so okay, I, I didn't realize there was a surgery component to this, but I was like, it was minor though. With, it was minor. Did he get hit with a sword? I mean, like, I mean, like, what happened? Because he played the first game of the season. And then I forget exactly when the injury happened, if he was like available the next couple games or if he was hurt Im immediately. But like he's yeah. been out the remainder of the season, probably at least probably what, 10 games yeah. at a minimum where he's yeah. been unavailable due to injury for this like laceration on his leg. It's a very strange situation. Um, I, yeah. Maybe there's been more news about this and I've just missed it, but I, I'm surprised that he hasn't been back at all. As you said, you know, concerns about whether or not he'd actually be uh, a Bundesliga level. I'd at least like to see it. 
Um, yeah. And certainly, worst case scenario, not a bad guy to have in rotation if he isn't, as you mentioned as well, uh, a little bit better in possession. I don't know if I'd straight up call him a ball playing center back, like like out and out. He but was like, beautiful last year. But you know, yeah, definitely has that that capability, the ability to you know contribute in the final third as well with some nicely weighted lofted balls or mm-hmm. you know whatever the situation is, can play some of those long balls. So yeah, absolutely, Kaminsky could be uh, potentially a benefit uh, to the team. I think the fullback situation is a little bit less worrisome. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Oyan hasn't been playing to the level that we would have expected based on um, his performances last year. Like he was a guy that we expected to translate to the Bundesliga pretty much fairly seamlessly where like Kaminsky was a guy that we always had some concerns about potentially transferring. Um, uh, But yeah, I mean, I'm not openly worried about that. I like Chananoglu as well. So I think as long as those two guys are healthy, we're okay. It's just the issue is when you start playing to be as more there a lot, I'm a little bit less um, uh, confident in that. Iden, I think has looked decent when we've seen him. We just haven't seen a lot of him. Bruner, we've said it repeatedly. He's been fine for the most part, but just very, uninspiring and doesn't contribute a lot going forward. Perhaps Rice will give him some of that freedom, as you said. Perhaps it's something that he wants to put more of an emphasis on in his own game and try to get forward. He has said that recently. Regardless, we need more service to our strikers. Um, We struggle to obviously connect a lot of passes and build up. If we can get more of that production uh, in terms of those, you know, those wide deliveries from the fullback position advancing up the pitch, I think that would be helpful to our offensive game in general. Um, but yeah, center back is obviously a, is, is a concern. Hopefully it can get somewhat addressed by return of injuries. The goalkeeper position, I just think something has to change there. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. Um, and one of the areas that were probably the strongest in is probably the midfield. Um, Kraus, MVP of the season for us. Flick's been decent this year. Kraus come up, came up big at, towards the end. Lat says it's been a good body to have in there. Um, who else has been there? Molette. You know, to be determined, I guess, still with him. He has some flashes here and there. Um, Rodrigo Salatar sorely missed. I don't know when he will be back. We need him. He's supposed to be returning as well with Vandenberg, hopefully, for the camp. Good. So we're we're optimistic that we'll get those two guys back, I think. Yeah, it's kind of a blessing in disguise because, you know, they could go to World Cup and get injured, right? Or they could go to World Cup and get an emotional high and continue that, right? So we've seen that a lot with players as well, but... You know, it sucks missing him because he's been our emotional leader. He's one of our emotional leaders on the team, probably with Dominic Drexler, I would say. Uh, and not to have him there scoring those big goals for us is a huge part of our soul gone. So having him back would be huge. Um, who else am I missing from the midfield? Um, those are the main key players, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think our midfield is pretty good. I think I don't even know if we need depth because I think we're okay. That's one position I think I'm comfortable with. I think central midfield and defensive midfielder are definitely in an okay spot. As you said, the partnership of Kral and Kraus and then Flick and Lotsa sort of as replacements to that. Zalat's obviously coming back. Um, I think kind of our main deficiency at the moment is, particularly if Thomas Rice is, is going to continue to play in a 4-2-3-1, is we just don't have effective wing play at all. Uh, those wingers, it's been like Karaman playing out there sometimes or, or Bolter. And once again, I, I've talked about Bolter in, you know, wide areas in the final third, but I like that in terms of like him kind of shifting there as he's arriving there, as opposed to like a starting position of him playing isolated out there. Um, to be us more, we think would probably be more effective in that position than he is at left back, but he's not exactly your typical, you know, uh, winger um, in that sense. Jordan Larson, who, you know, we've signed permanently just like, I think we want to see more of him in the second half of the season, maybe even a different position centrally or as a striker or something right. as opposed to winger, but he hasn't been effective either. So, 
uh, yeah, I think for me, the, the, the central defensive midfield is okay. I think it's leading to the, the more attacking midfield winger roles that we have a little bit more of a question mark um, in terms of what we want to be doing. Uh, that to me has to get better. I mean, a lot of this I think is definitely the lack of service and the lack of competency that we have in build up play in general is hurting our goal return. I don't think it's necessarily an issue with like, once again, like Marius Bolter and Torada just being completely yeah. out of the Bundesliga level. Maybe we have the blinders on because we like these guys. I think if they had more service and more opportunities, we they would be okay. I think it's, you know, uh, some of more of those, the people that we be re- we would be relying on for the creativity that's yeah. what's sorely lacking at the moment yes. um and you know the ability to kind of maintain possession and and yeah so i don't know how we address that because we do have a lot of attackers or like attacking midfielders in the squad i mean like yeah. i mean we have polter as well i mean we like finally saw cd sane against byron right sure um, sure um I mean, and like the guy, the guys that I would consider calling up from like the youth team. Once again, those are like the forwards, and yeah. not the positions that were like lacking. Like I'd be yeah. looking at a guy like Top, right? I think he made right. an appearance. He's already made yeah. a senior team debut at some point, but like yeah. you know, doing well, you know, for the U19s again um, at the moment. But like that's not, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and it's um, surprisingly or unsurprisingly, Dominic Drexler has been our most creative player this season, especially with. Salats are going down, but we, we shouldn't expect that from Dominic Dressler. If he does that, fantastic. You know, we we what do you want from his is work rate, right? His consistency in that in that regards. The fact that he's been you know pro- providing goals and assists is, is just a cherry on cherry on top. For sure, but like very different, very different roles, right? Yes. Like Zalatar is all about like ball progression, yes. largely, and then also some finishing product. And Drexler is more about like very good decision making, very good vision. Yes. Picking out the right pass at the right time. But like, yeah, we've sorely lacked Zalatar's ability to just like blow past the line of defense and open things up on, you know, in transition. Like he's huge in there. We just don't have another player like that. Yeah. I'm, it's a, what, I, my, what I'm questioning is like when Salazar comes back, he should he should be on the pitch. You like to have Drexler on, especially because what he's been doing. You don't want to get rid of the Kraus-Crawl partnership. Bolter is probably, of the of all the, the top attacking guys on our team, he's been the most Bundesliga like player in terms of consistency in terms of his output um against who was it against byron when he freaking torched kimmick and kimmick and went down there and, and got a created created a chance um that's what we want to see from bolter he needs also tarota too tarota needs to get the ball to himself like you said like you said earlier the right wing position has been an uh, issue for us whether you put drexler there or salas or what or go to a three five two i don't know what what the answer is i mean we played a lot of three five two last season um, I don't know if that's an option. We don't have necessarily the center backs that play that, but yeah, Caraman, he's been playing better as of late and Poulter is a nice substitute for Toroda. Uh, but the, the lack of creativity is missing. And I guess for the three and a half million euros, if, if we don't know the, we have to know what the status is of our center backs first, the ones that we have on the team, right? One of the guys going to come back. And then maybe if you can find the right right winger or attacking winger, maybe that'll help because we sorely miss creating chances. I mean, we want to be the attacking team going forward, but it's going to be hard when we can't create chances. And Toroto and Bulter, these guys need the opportunity to service to make to make an impact in the game. Yeah. Um, and like, look, the Bayern game, obviously they were possession dominant 70 30 in the Mainz game. It was closer to 50 50 though. So I mean, yep. like, I think, and hopefully that's a sign of what can be accomplished against more reasonable competition with rice. And then we just need players that can take advantage of that. Um, yep. I think part of the issue is we haven't had the players that can once again, help us 
build. It's all transition moments from us uh, yeah. for the most part. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I think with with a slightly improved structural organization, if we bring in you know that one or two extra players that can open some things up, maybe we can be in a slightly better position. I don't know. I'm still not too optimistic about how we're going to finish this season, but Rice has been slightly better than expected. And now, yeah, now it's just a question of what additional pieces can we bring in and, and how much of an impact can they make? I think if we're a healthy squad, we're a much better squad than we've shown, at least being more competitive in certain games and like hanging in there. Maybe the results wouldn't be, but I think we, our general opinion of the team would be much yes. improved if we had full health. Um, but yeah, uh, it, we just we're, we're lacking a little bit of an X factor at the moment. Um, yeah. And we're four points behind Bolcom, who are just one, one point or position ahead of us, I used to say. Um, but interesting comments from, well, First, that game against Mainz, and even even Bayern to an extent, but mostly that game against Mainz, that's how we have to play. That's how we want to see the team play is, you know, passion, grit, fight for 50-50 balls. Taroda completely had a monster game, I thought, going after loose balls. Crawl, I mean, the whole team, really. Atriciani was fantastic in that game. Um, just the competitive edge, or not edge, but the, 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 the fight that they had, that's what we want to see in the team. And if they play like that, we have a chance. And I thought the comments made by Rice post Bayern was that going forward we're the we're the we're the hunters now and playing the way against Mainz is a recipe for getting out of relegation doesn't mean you're going to go mid table or anything but i think we'll get us out of relegation if we get play that way every game is that going to kill our energy every game yes um hopefully we don't get too many three week game three games in a week uh, like we did this last couple times this season so far but that's the recipe for victory you need toroto to be a bulldog like that you need toroto well turtles always i mean uh, bolter's always fighting uh but you know drexler all these guys going for the 50 50 balls the key stat for me that my my game was that we had like a, a big advantage in the 50 50 balls um in that game and that's what you have to do you're not going to do it against Bayern necessarily but we made it difficult right and so if we could do that going forward, you know, starting out with Frankfurt on the 21st, we will put ourselves in a better position. Plus those healthy bodies, I think, will help a long way. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Rice mentioned that we have to play, you know, as the Hunters. And that's why in January we're going to be unveiling Klaus Jan Huntelaar returning. But um, <laughs> give us some, some goal thrust. But no, I mean, I think that's. I think that's correct. I think, yeah, Farfan, right? Uh, is he still playing? He was playing as of like Peru. a year ago. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 up there in years now. He's like what, like mid mid upper thirties. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I think that's correct. I, I you don't want to be reckless, but I, I think you, from a mentality standpoint, you have to just sort of believe that you're playing with house money. Like this is not yeah. a situation where you're in fourteenth, and the anxiety is that you're going to drop further and so you're playing scared and you're playing you know tepid yeah. like you're in last place you're at the bottom of the table you're you're underperforming welcome i mean like this is like there's no reason to to be you just have to go out there and you have to you have to go for it um yeah. and uh they have to play with that chip on the shoulder on the edge like you're talking about uh, as derek ray always says on the commentary you know maloka mentality you know That's like right. that kind of thing so you have to yeah and i i think hopefully they can take that forward uh as we've said repeatedly on the last couple podcasts this winter break is a very good opportunity for rice to to really you know try to implement something um it's an opportunity that you typically wouldn't have yeah uh in terms of a new manager coming in mid-season and then there's just an endless stream of games kind of coming your way yeah he's had a, he's had a few obviously to start his tenure but now there's a time to kind of he's had a, a small sample size to kind of evaluate the squad in terms of working with them in terms of seeing them in games maybe has a little bit of an understanding of what he's working with now you know, can go into the January transfer window, make a move or two, mm -hmm. uh, and then can try to like really have an effective training camp 
Um, hopefully that, you know, the team comes back healthy, rested. Once again, there's not a ton of people going to the World Cup, literally one person, and then a couple of people on European duty. But like, this is not, you know, where 30% of our squad is, you know, like, we're, you know, look at like a Bayern Munich, right? Where like yeah. so many of their people are going, you know, to various World Cup squads. Uh, it's a good opportunity for us. And I hope that we're able to, you know, reset and take advantage of it. Yeah, it'll be huge. And, you know, if we take Rice for his word about how they want to play, maybe the attacking position is somewhere they're going to focus the money on. There's not much money to go with. Um, we still got the sporting director clout we got to figure out here, which will probably be June in our luck. Um, but yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how this works. But I think this World Cup window came at the right time um, for Schalke because Rice gets the opportunity, like you said, he's get to evaluate his team for his first, what, four games, or whatever, and now can kind of know how his team's got to shape up. And then two months to kind of shape him into shape, ship him into shape. Um, yeah, they, they've been practicing lately. I've been watching and it's, it's getting better. So yeah, we'll see. Hopefully they can continue where they left off in terms of the intensity and stuff like that. But I think that's the recipe for victory uh, going forward. Um, I can't think of who they would sign, but. Yeah, for sure. Uh, real quick shout out. Just cause I just mentioned by a second ago, wanted to shout out Musiala who I thought is just, ridiculously good yeah i mean watching him against shalka was like this kid is that back heel was something else anyway yeah uh yeah as shalka supporters we are of course big fans of youth talent and and younger players coming through so uh musiala pretty crazy anyway yeah, yeah byron if you want to loan him to us you know for free let us know <laughs> um yeah looking back at this season any games that stuck out for you uh this season good or bad there's more bad obviously than good um like to starters right i'll just say the, the code matchup the first game of the season we had all this optimism come from the fight the liga we're gonna do so well this season da, da, da. and we got a sh you know a punch in the mouth first game losing 3-1 not of it not of it was a good way it was like it was mostly goals against they were taking or goals taken away var get involved unnecessarily yep. Uh, a stupid red card that shouldn't have happened and then all these everything went against us in that game and not the way to start and that that was a big thing for me because i didn't think necessarily cohen was that much better than us but we only got to see what 20 minutes or something of that that nature even strength and then we were down a man for the rest of the game is it, it, it was over at that point yeah no I, I would agree with that shout out i think that's a good one um for the reasons you said and it was partially also part of the basis of like yeah it didn't go our way but like you know in terms of where we think the squad might be from a competitive level. Yeah. Like we could have gotten something out of that. We might be okay. That kind of a thing. Um, but then sort of related to that, I think the other one that stands out to me early on is just the six, one loss. Yeah. Um, because that, I mean, look, you can, you can lose games when, when you ship six goals. It's, it's a bad day at the office. And it, I think it speaks to often like something a little bit deeper going on in the squad. And I think when we saw that, I was like, Ooh, that's, that's a problem. Um, and if that starts becoming the norm in terms of we're going to start conceding three goals, four goals a game, like we're, we're in big time trouble. So that was the other significant one in terms of sort of a mood shift, I think, within the supporter base early on. Um, outside of that, I mean, I don't know. There's been a lot of, you know, hard slogging matches. Um, I think that Ryan's breaking the streak, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, that was good. No, I, was think, I was thinking that the, the, the camel that really broke our back was the Augsburg match. Um, we were fighting with them back and forth, and they got that game-winning goal in the 77th minute through Han. Um, and from that point on, we started getting embarrassed. We started giving up goals a lot, right? We lost to Leverkusen 4-0, Hoffenheim 3-0, Hoffenheim again 5-1 in the return. 
Uh, Hertha, we shouldn't have lost that game. We, we found a way to lose that game. Conga uh, scoring late, so late in that game. Um, it just was a game after game after game. It was uh, all because of the Augsburg game. I think if we had we won that game or even drew that game, it would have been a different result. But yeah, it just that kind of you know set a chain reaction of porous events that ultimately led to Frank Commerce's dismissal. Um, but you know that was a, a big game. I remember it was entertaining to watch, but I remember we played so poorly defensively. Just like we had no right giving up those goals that we did in that game against Augsburg. And then just, just to beat them a team we thought we should have beat. I think we were ahead of them at the table at that time. Cause first five games of the season, we had two losses, but we had a win and three draws or something crazy too. So we started out fairly well. Um, and then that Augsburg game with a team, we were right around the same time at the table has been, it was just dismal after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wish, I wish there was more, standout games from a positive note uh just haven't been that many wins so far and there's been a lot of lopsided results going the opposite direction um you know hopefully more to hold on to in the second half and if the problem too is you know lowest scoring team in the league right now what 13 goals for us there's not even a lot of highlights to point to in terms of like it wasn't that a really well-worked goal a really nice goal that was scored um there's not a lot of things to point to you know last year we had you know Torada setting obviously a you know single season record or whatever so just from him alone a number of goals to pick from in terms of you know great moments yeah. uh and obviously his best goal was his last goal <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i don't know yeah. um yeah I, I just in general yeah i kind of i kind of want to still hold on to a little bit of hope and be optimistic i think i definitely think it's too early to give up on the season and start planning for the second division i think we can turn this around i just yeah, we need to be healthy, and and uh, yeah, Rice needs to kind of continue the, the the little bit of momentum that we've had so far. Yeah, and you know, I guess the other major talking point is obviously you know the the music we just played earlier from El Waflo from uh, Frankie Kramer. Um, you know, obviously with the hiring of him, it was always question marks with him, but we you know we felt that he had the, the mentality. Um, to be for Schalke, he understood what we were and stuff like that. But it just never worked out. Whatever it didn't resonate with the team. We saw heard some grumblings of infighting or disagreements at times. Um, and eventually the results, one after the other, just kept dropping and dropping. And eventually he had to go. He had to go. Embarrassing defeat after embarrassing defeat. We saw this with Tedesco. We saw this, you know the year that we relegated, how bad it was. Um, and then brought in Rice, and you know, obviously say what you want to say about the, the hiring of Rice, but the last the last couple of weeks that, that he's been here, there has been an improvement, and it's there was no fight with the team. That was the problem with the team, whether it was Kramer's fault or not. The team was not there. They were not given the effort, um, at least what it looked like, right? They didn't. There's no fight in the game. Going 50-50 balls, they never won any of the balls there. Long balls, they weren't doing anything. And then that Mites game was a complete 180 of most of the things we saw this season with them. Um, and I I can only contribute that to Thomas Rice and. I've seen some of his statistics and some of the pretty goals that you know he's had under when he was at Bochum. Uh, funny that our second win of the season or first win of the season was when Bryce was at Bochum. Uh, but I have a lot of optimism. I mean, I don't know. I don't expect mid-table, but I expect us to – if we can play like we played the last couple of games, I, I'm very optimistic. Whether we can or not, we'll find out the first you know week or two in the in the, in the Rook Runza. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're more optimistic than I am, and I obviously <laughs> hope to uh, be proven wrong in terms of my level of optimism. Um, yeah, it's not over yet. Definitely no. not over yet. Uh, it's not going to be easy, but it's still very much mathematically possible and, and possible when you look at the performances of some of the teams around us. I, I do feel that our squad is 
um, a healthy squad is potentially better than what we've showed so far. So, um, yeah. and now we have what appears to be a more competent manager than we did to start the season uh, with a lot of time before we restart uh, to make some tweaks and, and, you know, further cement some of his ideas. So, yeah. And Onwards gotta, and upwards, my friend. We got to at least catch our friends at Stuttgart Americana who are technically up top of us at the moment in 16th position. But like we said, when, when we had them on, uh, when Travis is on here, you know, we both we should be looking at trying to get you know 12 13 spot you know six points from off the off the bottom is that attainable yes but we have to improve drastically um going forward and there's there's games that we can win and, you know Mainz was 11th place when we beat them um so i mean the teams from like outside of europe and downward they're all beatable and we got to do well in those games hopefully we get some luck and hopefully get some players back that are healthy that can help contribute like Rodrigo Zalazar um, obviously the teams are in Europe. It's a little bit difficult uh, to play against. Even though we played Freiburg well, we played Bayern fairly decent. Um, we had the River Derby was obviously a close game. We played uh, uh, Wolfsburg and Werder Bremen tight this year. Gladbach, they were in the top top four at the time when we drew them two two second game of the season. So yeah, we need we need luck and hard work. That's it's it's the the Schalker mentality. Honestly, the, the the Gladbach game may have been the best the team ever looked under Cromer. True. In terms of organization, and, and I mean, like it was a very coherent performance. I thought. Yeah. Um, and also was part of the reason why we had that optimism early on, and then that we just <laughs> never saw that again. But yeah. Uh, no, you're right. That's a good shot. I'd forgotten about that result yeah. initially. But it's kind of like I said earlier. Once again, we don't need to beat Bayern. We don't need to beat teams in the top four. We need to limit the damage against those teams. So we're not, you know, shipping three goals and losing three 0 As long as we keep it one nil, two nil, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then we need to be more competitive against, you know, mid table and below. And you know, if we can beat a team like Mainz one nil, who's sitting in, you know right at mid table essentially that's that bodes well for us and i think that we are capable of that with the talent that we have um just need to be more consistent need to be healthy yeah uh and yeah we'll see yeah yeah uh anything else you want to touch up on on shalka uh i don't think so just that i wish uh mayo yoshida oh i will mention this shalka released a, a pretty detailed statement or something talking about their kind of stance on the world cup and they will not be covering the world cup outside of providing, I think what they said were brief and factual updates on Maya Yoshida's games. So they are exclusively providing updates on how he's doing and how Japan are doing. Um, and they're also, you know, putting pressure on the DFB to, uh, use whatever, um, you know, publicity and opportunity they have during the world cup to kind of make the appropriate statements reflecting everything. Um, uh, I mean, I'll be the first to admit I'm going to be a mass hypocrite. And I'm going to be watching the U.S. in the World Cup. I'm not boycotting. I was considering doing, doing um, USA and Germany streams, but maybe not after Schalke's comments. Well, no, I'm saying, I mean, I think I think <laughs> the German fans, I think, have been very – you've seen a lot of displays in stadiums yeah. recently about yeah. them encouraging to boycott the World Cup. I totally understand and support anyone yes. doing that. I think it's a joke that Qatar was awarded uh, the World Cup. Um, yes. I think you're already seeing very concerning things about the way they're treating, like – Changes in uh, alcohol, changes in in the way that media allowed to cover. You're seeing yes. journalists that are just standing on streets, um, you know, threatened. trying to record something, and they're trying to shut down recording. I mean, it's 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 an absolute. It's it's it, yeah, it just underscores how hopelessly corrupt and morally bankrupt um, FIFA is as an organization. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I will be a hypocrite and watch it anyway. So I'm just stating that now. But uh, yeah, I appreciate Shalka releasing that statement though, and uh, like yeah. I said, wish my Yoshida a healthy and successful uh, World Cup and. Uh, Looking forward to the second half of the season. Germany, Japan final, maybe. <laughs> I don't we'll think so. <laughs> we'll see. Both teams are a long shot at this point, right? But uh, more so Japan, I would say. But you never know. You never know. Crazier things have happened. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, like that. I'd probably be a hypocrite too. I've probably watched definitely USA Germany games and uh, obviously Japan because Yoshida's going to be there. But other than that, yeah, I'll be a hypocrite for sure. I may stream some games too. Who knows? Past the time, but yeah, we got two months off, so we got to figure something out. Um, we'll find some old friends to, to chat with here on on the, on the podcast. So yeah. Uh, good talk. I mean, if, it's only so much we can say in the first half because it was a dismal first half. You know, a couple highlights, a couple wins. Um, obviously, stark improvement under Rice, but it's only been two games. We'll see how it continues. You know, we need this offseason, offseason, this uh, World Cup break to really mold the team how we want it. Rice, and uh, yeah, we'll see. Time will tell, but uh, yeah. Uh, Jack, anything you want to plug before we... Uh, Get out of this joint. Uh, just my Twitter, JM Mangan, J-M-M-A-N-G-A-N. On the old, uh, it, it, actually, I shouldn't plug Twitter. Who knows if Twitter's going to be around or functioning uh, by the time we come back, given all the uh, the developments over on that end. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. YouTube. Find but, yeah. us on YouTube. <laughs> I wish everybody a, uh, a healthy and enjoyable uh, holiday season, whatever you celebrate uh, with friends and loved ones. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you back here. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Um, you can follow me at r underscore k h a r m a n on social media, not just Twitter. Uh, and obviously, follow us on YouTube if you're not doing it already. Uh, definitely subscribe and like our page here. It'll help with the algorithms and uh, get us out to more Shaka fans around the world. We are uh, Shock America, but we are certainly global brands. So, yeah, uh, enjoy the holidays, everyone. You too, Jack. Uh, enjoy the World Cup if you decide to watch it. If not, we, we support that. So for Jack, I'm Richard. Enjoy the enjoy the time off. Gluk Alf.